What is up, friends? I just want to give a quick shout out to this week's podcast sponsor, Clarice Hicks with the Hauler program. Let me tell you really quick what inspired her. Her daughter had been getting bullied massively at school. Clarice went to the school looking for solutions and the school was found wanting. A few years later, another little boy who attended the school was being bullied. He ended up retaliating, but then taking his own life as a result. Clarice Hicks took massive action. She created the Holler Program, which stands for Honor, Observe, Listen, Learn, Elevate, and Reflect. This program is focused on positive experiences through innovative activities that focus on character, effective communication, and leadership building. She's located in Newport News, Virginia. She has a Facebook page, which is uh, psalmsandservice.com the holler, slash the holler program and she also has a Facebook page you guys I'm going to put both of those things in the podcast description you can go check her out Clarice if you're listening to this podcast today thank you for everything that you're doing in your community you are filling a massive void and we so much appreciate what you're doing and I just pray that God will continue to bless everything you put your hands to Clarice thank you so much for serving our community in this way well good morning friends how are you guys this is your girl ashley with daily encouragement you guys i hope you guys are finding some great value in this podcast um i've never done a life coaching series on a podcast before i've never even you know shared or taught the process of it you guys but i absolutely love it because i'm realizing more and more that i so value freedom especially as a christian and if you're a christian you should be the most freest individual on the planet because you have the grace of god inside of you and that is so amazing and you guys for a really long time i didn't understand the function of god's grace in my life i didn't understand you know as far as how to build an identity, you know, build, we've been talking about how to do that. You guys, I hope you guys did the work. You know what I mean? It's for your own sake. I want you guys to be grounded. Like I've been grounded in my life. This is the process that the Lord has brought into my life. You know, I'm sharing the grace of God with you guys through, you know, the things that he has done inside of me in hopes of you guys benefiting from this, getting grounded in your life, getting more freedom, getting more of that security from the inside and no longer outsourcing your well-being on the outside of you you know, through the opinions and perceptions of other people, your performance, your circumstances, all these external things you can look to, to find your security. And, you know, the Lord shows me more and more that it's all inside. You guys learn to validate your freedom and your peace within yourself. And uh, so you guys, I'm really excited to share that with you. I hope you guys had a really great weekend. This week is my youngest daughter's birthday. She's going to be two on Wednesday. And uh, so, yeah, just time is flying by, you guys. Um, So, Anyway, let me grab my notebook really quick. I want to see exactly, oh, where we're at this week in the podcast. Um, Today would be March something. Let's see. It's not March 2019. I got a planner, you guys, here. It's like a two-year in advance thing. Okay, it looks like this one is dropping March 23rd. Oh, my goose, miss. Spring is here. Hallelujah. So, yeah, guys, March 23rd, Monday. Today, we're going to be talking about about oh let me see here oh it looks like i'm supposed to go into the second part of how do i know my perception is true okay 
Yes, we're going to do that today. And then tomorrow we're going to be talking about core values. What are core values? So let me back up a little bit, you guys. Let me go to what I was talking about. I thought I was talking about core values today. Good thing I looked at my calendar here. Talking to part two. I'm like, where did I leave off here? Um, let me see. So that was a question that had come to my mind last week, you guys, or a couple weeks ago, obviously, since I, you know, shared this with you guys. This, this podcast is two weeks in advance. I was spending some time with the Lord and that question just came to me. I'd never even thought of it. You know, how do you know your perception is true? And I was just like, wow, Lord, what a great question. And, you know, who doesn't want to be rock solid, right? Um, to know that you're walking in the truth. And so you guys, I want to talk about, I want to talk about that more with you today. Before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray and let's continue on this conversation with how do we know our perception is true. Um, I'm going to be asking you guys some questions, you know, for yourself so you can reflect and kind of get to know where you're at with this. And uh, yeah, so anyway, guys, let's pray and let's jump into the episode. Oh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, that we really can be secure in who we are. We can walk in your grace, Lord. We can grow in our character. We can know our values, God. We can understand ourselves, Lord. You say the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Thank you, Lord, for just giving us a process so we can walk ourselves through and have a foundation within ourselves. Thank you, God, that you are in us. The kingdom of heaven is, is in us, that all the resources that you have are in us, Lord. We're going, we know, we're, we know that we're going to go be with you one day. So let us live as if that's true, you know, and, and draw from the resources you have and, and not live in stress and worry, you know, like everyone else does, God, you know, you say, don't do what the pagans do. Lord, I, we don't want to live like the pagans do in that way. Like the rest of the world. We don't want to live like unbelievers with the same anxieties, the same stressors, the same everything else, Lord. You know, we can really truly be rooted in you. You will supply everything we need, God. You are building us from the inside out. You know the things that we want to accomplish. And Lord, thank you, God, for helping us to be just be more secure in ourselves so we can do the things in our hearts that we want to do. So Lord, I pray that you will guide and direct this conversation today as far as how do we know our perception is true. Um, Lord, let us be more secure in ourselves. Let us be willing to let our words be tested, you know, um, so that way we can have that firm foundation. So, Father, I thank you for this day. Bless every single person listening to this podcast. Um, I think it's, what, like 11 different countries. That's pretty amazing, Lord. I pray that you will um, encourage them in the context of their life to where they're at, that they can know the truth in the context of their life. Lord, you are truth so they can know it, understand it, God, and, and get that freedom that you really want us to have, Father. So, Lord, I thank you for this day, and I just pray that you will guide and direct this conversation, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, all right, you guys, I am not super prepared this morning, I realized, because I didn't, I forgot that the last time I recorded, I had not finished discussing this with you guys. So I'm kind of looking here and I'm like, where did I leave off at? I'm not too sure. But uh, I think it was right about here. All right, I'm just going to kind of do a little recap. So truth always has a context, right? You know, and I was thinking about this over the weekend too. My husband and I were talking about it a little bit on a uh, YouTube video that we had done, just talking about identity and, um, you know, some of the things that we can get caught up in if our identity is when, uh, when in our performance or what other people think of us, like especially if we're trying to set boundaries in life and people accuse us and say, oh, well, that's not very Christian or whatever. You know, if we're not grounded in who we are in terms of our character and our values, we're going to be double-minded we're going to go back and forth. And, you know, uh, my husband had brought up a point, um, something about how, you know, we can look at the Bible 
and we can try to take on other people's contexts and stories and then we try to live it out as if, as if it's ours and you know it's it's he's like you know but i but i'm scott at the end of the day right and i was thinking about it i was like you know the the, the thing about reading about people in the bible is we are really learning about god right it's not so much about the person as as much it is about learning who god is in relationship to that person and what they were going through in those particular circumstances right we can draw from knowing the character of God and kind of how he interact interacts for our own benefit in the context of our life, right? But we're not supposed to take certain contexts and certain things that had happened with that particular person and just, you know, put it on in your life. You have your own time and place in history that God puts you in, right? And so you have to get comfortable with the fact that God is going to work in your life and be just as involved as he was in the lives of the people that we read about in the Bible, right? So use the Bible as just a reference point for you to know the character of God and to see who he is and to say, okay, Lord, how how do I open myself up to you that you would work in my life in that type of way? You know what I'm saying? Um, and not getting so caught up in, okay, God worked in this person's life, so I have to be this person. You are not made to be anybody else, but who God made you to be. Right. And so you're going to have different character traits. You're going to have different values. You're going to have different desires. You're going to have different skills and talents. And we have to get comfortable in our own skin with being different from other people, if that makes any sense. Right. Liver and the lungs and the heart, they're not all the same parts, but they all have a different function and work together for a particular purpose. Right. Which is to keep the human body alive and, and to create harmony. So in that same way, we do that as individuals, you know, especially in the body of Christ. Each person is different, but their functions complement each other, right? And those functions are all really an element of grace that God has given to us that we can, you know, benefit from each other, right? If we're vulnerable, right? If we're, if we are willing to, you know, let ourselves be seen, right? And that's why I shared in the video that um, you have to be willing to get rid of any type of condemnation, fear, shame, judgment within yourself first so you can receive the grace of God. And all the things that are in you that he's placed in there, the, t the skills, the talents, the values, the characters, all those things that are planted in you can really come forth, right? Look at look at condemnation, shame, burden, uh, you know, like I said, judgment, all those things as um, more of like the rocks in the soil, um, uh, dams to the water of life that is in you. Christ said that, you know, if we believe him, streams of water, of living water will flow from within us, right? So how are we damming off the water of God inside of us? And what happens when you dam something, right? Think about it. If something's dammed and plugged up, that water is going to get really stagnant, right? And think about how many times we as people become stagnant because we're not letting our true selves come out. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to, oh, it's got, it's got to come out this way, right? And, and we do that because of insecurity and, and all these things. And so we got to learn how to, you know, really internalize the grace of God get out from underneath the condemnation, the blame, the the shame, um, the judgments that are inside of us and learn to receive the grace of God. So, so his grace can flow through us to the outside world and people can benefit from the things that God has put in us. So anyway, you guys, again, truth always, is always going to have a context. Truth is reality. Reality is what is happening in your own life. What are your outcomes right now? What is going on with you? Are you paying attention to yourself, right? Are you aware of you know, yourself in the way of, um, you know, your habits, you, you know, the things that you want to work on and change, you know, or you're at least pursuing that. So that way we're not caught up in the blame and, 
oh, what the heck, God, you know, we're, we're taking full responsibility for our lives, right? So looking at the reality of your life, looking at the outcomes and saying, okay, Lord, how, how can I process this? And that's the other thing I was thinking about too really quick, you guys, is as you do your best, right? You're living out your character. You're living out your values. You are trying to communicate with people, right? It states your intentions. Uh, be open and receptive to others. Um, give grace. That's not always going to be received the way that you think it should. I realized over the weekend that I at times can have a certain outcome or a certain attachment that I'm expecting to the what I'm doing, right? Okay, Ashley, if you're operating in your character, if you're operating in your values, if you're communicating the way you should, then this is what should happen, right? Well, I've learned that, guess what, Ashley? That doesn't always work like that, right? Because I'm dealing with other human beings that have their own mind, their own character, their own values, their own whatever. And, you know, they're they're in control of that. I'm not in control of how someone responds to me at the end of the day. And so I just realized over the weekend, Ashley, you got to get more comfortable with letting go of being in control, not being a control freak, right? And being content and being at peace with myself, knowing, you know what, Lord, I know I'm doing my best at the end of the day. That's all I can do. I'm not responsible for whatever happens outside of what's in my control. I'm in control of who who I'm choosing to be, right? Um, my, my attitudes, my behaviors, those types of things. I can learn about myself. I can control myself. I can take full responsibility. You know, I can receive grace. I can receive love from God. You know, I can grow and develop. I can do those things. But as far as, you know, certain outcomes I would want and like, you know, particular relationships, you know, oh, if I do this, this is going to happen. I got to let that go, you know, and I just have to be at peace with myself. Ashley, are you doing your best? Yes, I am. Okay, then let it go, right? That's all you can do. And learning to, learning to surrender, because I think a lot of times we can judge ourselves. If you don't get a, an outcome that you, you think should happen, now you judge yourself. Now you condemn yourself. Now you're back into the shame hole. And it's just realizing, you know what? You're not in control of how people respond to you. That is on them at the end of the day. So anyway, you guys. So truth always has a context. Truth is reality. Are you owning your reality in your life? Are you taking full responsibility and then seeking to understand, you know, the barriers that are getting in the way? And that's really the function of what I'm doing on here, you guys. I am, you know, I am a life coach in the sense I'm going to help you find your identity. I'm going to help you find, you know, your character and your values. And we're going to we're going to tackle it. We're going to look at the barriers that are in between, you know, you have who you are and who you want to be. And you've got things that are getting in the way. I'm going to do my best through this podcast to help you uncover those barriers so you can operate from a place of character and value and strength from the inside, right? And being able to look at your life from a different perspective, you know? And uh, so anyway, let me continue here, you guys. Um, so let me see. I'm looking at the questions here. So truth is reality. What reality what I need to accept that I perceive isn't reality simply because of my perception. Okay. I remember asking you guys that question. What reality do I need to accept that I perceive isn't reality because of your own perception. So how is your own perception of things blinding you to, um, you know, your own freedom, you know, God's, God's word and his, what he says is reality, right? But the way that you see things or the way you see God is not always the way he sees it. And so we're the only ones who are ever going to change is us. And so, you know, what, what perspective do you have, um, about God that is not true to who he is that you have to learn to surrender. 
Okay. Because uh, perception is not reality, right? And that's why we got to have a more solid foundation. Our perception as we grow is going to grow and change, right? I mean, children's perception changes of things, right? They they go by what they see, you know, and what, you know, they're very surface in that way. They listen, they observe, and what they listen and observe becomes their reality, right? You know, and then time goes on and, and they start to understand things a little bit deeper. But, you know, we're... Our perception is always going to be the thing that grows and changes. Um, it isn't always reality. And that's, like I said, we know that's true because um, our reality and our perception and God's reality is two different things. And, um, you know, that's why we have to be willing to look at ourselves and say, okay, well, where where do I have shame and condemnation and judgment and um, those things wreaking havoc inside of me first? You know, and, and that's, the, that's the other thing. How much do you think your perception is going to clear up once you ask God to remove, help you remove the condemnation, the the shame, and the judgment inside of your own life, in your relationship with Him, right? I mean, think about how much that's going to clear up your seeing a little bit. So, yes, you guys, perception is not reality. Um, how would you know your perception isn't truth, right? And I thought about this, and I I, I was like, how would I know, Lord? And it's, it, it hit me, you know, because you wouldn't want it to be tested, right? But why do you think Jesus said the winds beat against the house? Okay, so how willing are you to change or let your perception be tested, right? How willing are we to let the words that we live by be tested? Um, and here's the thing. Um, the closer our perception is to the truth, the more willing you are to let it be tested, Right. Because you're secure. So tr truth brings security, right? So you're not worried about, you know, someone asking you questions or whatever because um, you're willing to let it be tested. And hopefully you've tested your your own words in your own life, right? I wouldn't be sharing these things with you guys if I didn't think they worked, okay? If I wasn't putting this into practice, I wouldn't be sharing it with you. How unstable would that be? Why would I give you something if I have not been willing to, to test it in my own life? You know what I'm saying? So, again, how would you know your perception is true? By your willingness to have it tested. If you're not willing to have your truth tested, who or what is your security in? Right? Why would you be unwilling to have your perception of things of things tested or looked at differently? Right? I mean, to me, that's a sign of insecurity. All right? Truth brings security. And then, is your unwillingness revealing your own insecurities again why don't you just deal with your insecurities you know what i'm saying that's kind of more of the foundational issue why are you not secure in yourself why are you not confident what do you believe about yourself again we talk about this all the time what do you believe about god what do you believe about yourself what do you believe about other people what in your life is stealing killing and destroying what is burdening you and sucking the life out of you? Are you learning to question yourself in this way? All right. Um, oh, here we go. Is your security in a paradigm instead of a character trait? Right? Like there's certain mindsets that people have and they just think this way because so-and-so thinks this way or whatever. Think about it like this. How many people... You know, try to have even, you know, a, a God's view of things, but then you test it or you challenge it and they get really cranky, right? Think about the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the elders, religious people, 
right? They have these paradigms and these ways of seeing things. But then once you question them and you add and you say something, they get really defensive or they flip it around on you and call you names or whatever, right? So it's like, are we willing to just realize that security can't be in a paradigm because paradigms are going to change or they're going to grow. They're going to shift. That's how you grow as a person and just getting it inside of a character, right? And I've shared with you guys at the beginning of the week, I think it was uh, March 16th. Who are you in character, right? And just asking yourself the question. I hope you guys have printed off some, you know, look online, look up positive character traits, you know, and you can look up the negative ones too, you know, if you want to get real familiar with yourself, right? But uh, learn to define yourself by your, your character traits. Start with your positive ones, you know, and, and see how you display those character traits inside of your life, right? Get comfortable with knowing yourself in this way. And then, you know, look up uh, some core values. Your values are what the things that are important to you. And like I said, we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. So um, it's really important that you know yourself in this way, right? Because when you get yourself back grounded in, okay, I'm growing and developing, then you're going to give yourself the freedom to have a paradigm shift because you're, like I said, your security isn't in a, and it's, it's not in a perspective. It's just in the truth of, you know, what? I'm growing and developing, you know, and see how just thinking like that frees you up and keeps the emotion out of it. Right. Okay. Um, let me go here. So let's, I want you guys to kind of think about, now I got some questions for you guys and I want you guys just to think about, um, the different ways, you know, why you do what you do. All right. So you know how God says we're supposed to put his words into practice, right? So I want you to ask yourself, you put his words into practice for the sake of insert here, whatever outcome you're looking for putting, I put Jesus's words into practice for the sake of whatever just came to mind. I want you to write it down. Okay. Putting words to practice for Again, what are you putting his words to practice for? What is your outcome? What are you expecting? What is your expectation? Okay. Putting Jesus's words to practice for the sake of. Okay. So then we'll move on here. What is the end result the Lord is looking for? Right? So your definition of you, of why you're putting your words, why you're putting Jesus' words into practice may be different than what the Lord, what his, his outcome is. And I'm going to tell you, you guys, what I believe the Lord's outcome is for us. This is what I think God is expecting from us when we put his words into practice. And I think it's so simple and it's knowing you and you knowing him. Why do you think Jesus said to so many people, depart from me? I never knew you, right? So are you willing to, you know, understand that your reason for putting Jesus's words into practice should be bringing you closer to him, knowing you and you knowing him and the people, the only people he rebuked at the end of the day were the ones who said, Lord, we did this, Lord, we did that. And he goes, depart from me. I never knew you. So are you doing things for the sake of him knowing you and you knowing him? Or is it really because you're afraid that if you don't do what he says, that you're going to get judgment or you're going to get, you know, God's going to swat you or people are going to judge you for not being an obedient Christian. 
Like, you got to get real with yourself, you guys. I had to do this. I had to get real with myself as far as, you know, how am I approaching my relationship with God? Am I just afraid that if I don't do what he says, he's going to be upset with me? You know, is 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 uh, doing things against my uh, contract, against my own will, you know, which is compulsion. You know, you guys, I used to call that obedience. Is that your definition of obedience? Just doing things that are contrary to your conscious will? Is that what it means to be made in the image of God for you? So being made in the image of God means I'm going to do things that are contrary to my conscious will. Do you think that's how the Lord operates as a being? And do you think that's what he expects of you? Who told you that? If you guys go to John 17, he says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So is your intention and motivation for doing things for the sake of knowing him? And this is why it's important to wrestle with the word of God in this way. If you read the word of God and you're like, I don't believe it. Okay, cool. Now you ask God, why don't I believe you? What is in me, Lord, that's keeping me from believing you? What do I need to surrender, right? What do I need to just kind of lay at your feet? Ask these questions. What do you know about God, right? What do you, what do you believe about God? And all the rest of these are going to be questions, you guys. So I'm going to give you guys some time. I'm going to read them to you and um, just some more food for thought, you guys. And then we're going to close up this podcast. So are your habits and attitudes reflective of what you believe? Sit down, think about what you believe about God and what do you do as a result of you saying you believe God? How do you carry out that, right? If you believe what God says, how does your life reflect that belief, right? Your beliefs are gonna be exhibited in your habits, your actions, your attitudes, your behaviors. I want you to sit down and write those things down. So are you, So now are your habits and attitudes reflective of what you believe? Right? Do you believe freedom but feel scrupulous? Right? Do you guys know what scrupulous means? Being a, Another definition of religious could be Uh, can mean being scrupulous, uh, fear of doing wrong. So, you know, you believe that, oh, I'm going to have freedom in Christ, but I'm afraid of doing wrong deep down. Like you're not acknowledging that. Do you believe, um, hold on. Oh, do you believe that he's provider, but feel uh, responsible if that makes sense like you know God's going to provide it says that he will but you feel the weight of it consistently I do you guys you know until I had to start looking at a little bit about you know um, what I believe about certain things you know start testing my beliefs so do you believe but feel 
Look at the relationship between what you believe and then what you're feeling. Your beliefs should, your beliefs are going to manifest in how you feel, right? And how you feel should be reflected in the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? Are you feeling those things as a result of what you believe? Are you willing to have your beliefs tested? If not, what does that mean? If you don't want to have your beliefs tested, what does that mean? We've talked about it, you guys. Okay. Uh, let me, does what you believe match with what you do and how you feel? And we just talked about that. It's just another way to ask the question. Do your beliefs match up with your overall well-being or are they inconsistent to one another are you afraid to look at yourself in this light why are you afraid to look at what you believe in relationship to how you're feeling and being right i mean are you having like an identity crisis what are they what do they call that you guys cognitive dissonance it's a psychology term you can look it up you know, I, I look at it, you know, the flesh and the spirit, the war that Romans 7 talks about, you know, doing what you, doing the things you know you don't need to be doing, but you do it anyway. You know, you have these paradigms, these beliefs in your mind, and someone comes to you like the spirit, and he says, no, this is the way it is, and you're like, oh God, and you have a meltdown, right? That meltdown is supposed to be, you know, the place where you, uh, you surrender to him. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow, okay, you know what, God? I don't always see the way you see things. You know, at what point are, do we acknowledge that we're human beings and that we're limited? We're not all-knowing. We're not in control. We don't have all the information, right? All right, a couple more questions, you guys. Is our paradigm shifting from doing to knowing? Are you just doing things for God or are you actually intending to know Him? and letting him know you. It's one thing to think that you know him. It's another thing to let him know you. If you still have condemnation, shame, and judgment in you, you have not let God know you. I'm just saying, get with it. What's the point of saying you saying you know God, but you don't know his grace? If you don't know the effects of grace, how much do you really know the one you claim to serve? Ask yourself the question. All right, last thing here, you guys. Your own mind will confine God to a place he doesn't belong, but his grace will stretch it out. Okay? Your mind will confine God and who he is to a place of limitation, but his grace will expound past that, you guys. That is the point. That is really what freedom is. To really see the access that you have inside of you, the access to his grace, his his resources, right? And asking God to, you know what, Lord, blow up like with dynamite, all those things that keep me from knowing you. So anyway, you guys, hope you found some value in this podcast today. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about core values, what they are, and, uh, you know, why they're important, you know, and where they fit kind of in the process of beliefs and all those kinds of things, you guys. I'm going to be giving you a framework for that tomorrow. Anyway, hope you have a wonderful rest of the day today, you guys, and I will see you tomorrow.